0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it is already October 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. My name is Michael Pells, and if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. We want to make it an interactive form, so we do welcome your questions and comments today. If you do not know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today and to give Jesus a try. Here is the bad news I do have to give you we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned, and by this we have missed the mark. And scripture tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the good news is God. Loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten Son, so that those who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. and the gospel of our salvation revealed to Paul for the wonderful church age that we reside in today, first corinthians fifteen one through four says moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have also received, and where you need stand, by which you are also saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. And if you believe from your heart in that finished work of God, Jesus Christ and his blood atonement that pays for that sin debt, you will have eternal life with Jesus Christ and all of the body of Christ together forever. God bless you all. Thank you so much again for tuning in today. Um I want to go through the, the panel and see how everyone's week's been up to this point. Um but first let's start with the verse of the day. We have the verse of the day, which is Psalms 25, 14 through 15. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show him his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Hallelujah. Man, that just speaks to me so much. And I'm sure every one of you guys absolutely resonate with that scripture today. How about you, Brother Bob? How's your week been going, brother?
1: My week has been going great. Uh, Praise God. Um, that's, uh, fortunately we have a lot of issues in Israel and, uh, it sure seems like that prophetic clock is getting ready to unpause itself. Okay. I know we've been in the timeout period since, uh, since the, uh, beginning of the age of grace. Okay. But all the pieces are coming back together now. And basically like a game of chess, you know, and I can imagine, like, I always think, like, if a game of chess, you got these two grandmasters at this big tournament, you know, and they're playing a the game of chess, and then they call it for the day and they go home. But the janitors walk around inside the auditorium, cleaning everything up inside of the place and getting ready for the next day, and they decide to sit down and play a game of chess, you know, and they use the chess board that the grandmasters were playing. Well, they're moving the piece around, doing something, they play their game, but when the game resumes, are those pieces still in the same place that the janitors were playing? Did they, were they No, the janitors moved all those pieces back into the original positions when the game was paused the day before. And I think that's what's happening right now. What's God, what God's doing right now, he's putting all the game pieces back into the positions on the chess board, the global chess board where they were almost 2000 years ago. And that's what we're seeing right now. All the pieces being put back into their place. Okay. You have everything that's going on now was going on almost 2,000 years ago. So it looks like to me this uh, prophetic timeline, Israel's prophetic timeline, the 69th week is done. The 70th and final week is about to begin. Okay. And what's going on in Israel right now? Um, I mean, we could talk all about it today, but, you know, it looks like we're about to see the beginning of the Psalm 83 war. Okay. And much, much more. But i just been watching all that stuff this week, you know. And looking for any ties about the rapture. I got a lot of interesting things I'm gonna share with you guys tonight. But other than that, that's just been that's what I've been doing. Just enjoying my family and Amen. watching what's going on in Israel. Just you know, you can't really watch anything else. It's like everything's in yeah. Israel now. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I have like, definitely unless you're talking that. about Israel, nobody wants to hear what you got to say. You know, <laughs> I put out a video this week and talk about you know, you know, the the Lord. Giving you breakthroughs in life and praying and good things happening—it was a part of our broadcast last week. Two thousand views, nobody cared. You yeah. know, <laughs> I mean yeah. that's where everybody is right now. You know, yeah, no, I I totally understand that, and
0: it's a shame sometimes uh, when I see that, but I get it. You know, yeah, I understand the times that we're in, and everyone we're kind of all on the the razor's edge, so to speak, just waiting for the next big event that's going to happen. And and I I do think based off of the, the presence of spiritual warfare that everyone is going through right now and just the oppression and the, the magnitude of the world events. I think we're very close to something really big happening, possibly even us going home finally to be with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. But how about you, Brother Kevin? How are you doing?
2: Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting week, right? I mean, I think a lot of us thought that by now, um, there would have been ground troops from Israel going into Gaza. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. And it's, it's interesting because um, they talked so, you know, about doing it so quickly. And then there's been uh, you know, quite a few days now where it hasn't happened. So, um, and now you have uh, the president going over there. He's on a flight, yeah. I believe, probably, I think he's on a flight right now. He's on, like on the way. So, um which is really interesting because, um, you know, normally presidents don't go to a war zone, but uh, this uh, obviously um, somebody told him that he needed to go. So he he went. Um, So we'll see how that goes. I mean, he didn't go to Ukraine as far as I knew. Um, I don't think he ever went to Ukraine, did he?
0: I don't recall I mean him ever be there.
2: a long time ago and yeah in the past but um, I don't think he's gone pro pro, moral, but, I mean in this latest deal I don't think so so yeah. so it's, it's just quite interesting so this is a this is a whole another level of of war right I mean yep. the, the um beginning of sorrows Jesus talked about with earthquakes mm. and uh in diverse places right wars rumors of wars pestilence and famine and uh, this is definitely one of those wars. And th- and whenever Israel is involved, it's it, it's a big one. And like Bob said, the question is: is you know, will this um, will this turn t- out to be the beginning of a Psalm eighty three, uh, you know, event? Um, some people don't. Some people pro- possibly even in this chat don't don't believe that Psalm eighty three is a, is a war. Some people just say it's a prayer. Other people believe that, yeah, it's prayer, but it's also a prophecy of a future war when, um, you know, when the enemies of Israel decide now is the time to take Israel out. And the prayer goes, doesn't go Neither those town. people's way. <laughs> so it, 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 the question is, is will that happen? Now, we already are seeing a lot of stuff going on in the north with uh, Hezbollah as well with rocket yes. fire and uh, shooting there. Um, so th- the, will that second front open up? And then will that be the catalyst for more, uh, you know, groups to to come in, Jordan and so forth, to attack as well? That's what Psalm 83 war is. I mean, it's all of Israel's immediate surrounding enemies attacking Israel to push them out to the sea. So that that it's it's going to be interesting to see if that ultimately blossoms into that. But certainly, when something like this happens with Gaza, and then you have some skirmishes going on with Hezbollah, you can't rule it out. And I think that's really kind of the you know where we sit right now. There's yeah. a lot of questions like, is Psalm eighty three happening right now? No one really knows, but it it could be the beginning of it. And um, we're only going to have to to wait to see. Ultimately, um, you know, what comes from all this.
0: Amen. Yeah. So interesting at this point, as you said, it it could be right. And seeing prophecy being fulfilled in real time like this, there's no better wake up call to the church of the times that we're truly living in. And I find that very disheartening to see a large, overwhelming majority still just with the blinders on. Wanting to just do their nine to five and live their life, but I think it's becoming more increasingly difficult as time goes on with these huge, like geopolitical events, the wars, the rumors of wars, the pestilence, the earthquakes in various places. Now that this is becoming manifest to such a degree, I think it's becoming more difficult, and I think that's really weighing on the hearts and the minds of. The general population. And I think that's kind of interesting because I think this is also the reason why we have such uh, turmoil and unrest and anxiety and different problems like that going on. Of course, there's so many other reasons for that as well. But I just find it very fascinating the times that we're living in. But uh, I've seen Brother Bob Hagen. Um, But uh, before that, I just want to let you guys know that... Greg Messina is with us today, and he is uh, in the producer role right now. So he is with us and working in the back to make sure everything goes as butter and as well as possible. So if you could keep him also in your in your thoughts and prayers, yes. that would be absolutely excellent. Uh, <laughs> Mister uh, Mister Watchdog John, how you doing, brother? How's your week?
3: I'm doing good, sir. I'm doing good, uh, except that. You cannot put away the fact of uh, thinking about Israel and everything. Um, Matthew 24, of course, talks about uh, the wars and the rumor of wars. We're way past the rumor. Uh, If I can say, we don't hear much about Russia right now in Ukraine, and everything is focused on Israel. We're waiting for them to walk on the land. Um sometime this week, I just, it's it's not a dream as a dream, but just daydreaming, you know, what Jesus saw when he was saying that, because he saw, he saw what was happening there. And what did he see when he was talking about wars and rumors of wars? And uh, I'm just amazed by what's going on right now. Um, And physically talking, like, that hospital that got hit, mm-hmm. apparently right now it's not confirmed, but it would be it would have been something from the Hamas. So uh, I let's, don't... Uh, let's
2: let's not go into speculation
3: about that because we don't know nobody, nobody really knows no that's why it's not that. been confirmed. No, it's not been confirmed. So yeah. I don't know what what's on the go. but the only thing is I want to mention there it's it's a really dirty, dirty, dirty war. It's really ugly. And um, uh, civilian people are paying for sure and, uh, that that shouldn't be. It's way past two soldiers fighting. Now it's involving people in the city, women and children. That that is ugly. Yeah. So That's... that that was my week. I talked. I, I thought about them. I prayed about Israel, but also those Palestinians that I have to flee. <clears throat> And um, it's just sad to see that. We know, I know, and we all know that has to come. Like uh, like uh, Brother Kevin was talking about, Psalm 83 and all this stuff is going on. We know it's coming, but the sadness is still there. Amen. That's all I have to say. I'm just uh, yeah. overwhelmed and that's, by that.
0: That's the truth. And let's just face it, war is ugly. War is evil, and it's never, ever been something that's cordial, right? I mean, the, th- the major differences now is we have YouTube, we have Twitter, we have social media platforms, the ability to stream things around the world, so the accountability factor of things that take place is it's it's much more under the the microscope so to speak than it has been in the times mm-hmm. past but i mean it's it's just as far as war goes there's <laughs> always been collateral damage you know there's always been some heinous civilian um, occurrences where you know innocents and uh, innocent lives were taken unjustly mm-hmm. for no reason so personally every time i see whether it be Russians, Ukrainians, whether it be Israelites or Palestinians, no matter who it is, I just grieve for their souls, for the lost who who are departing from this earth from one hell to another, because if they hadn't accepted right, Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, and my my prayer is that many will come to the Lord through this tragedy. And, um, but like, as you said, John, you know, this is something that we know because Jesus said it was going to happen, but to, for us not to lose heart, because we know that when we see these things happening, that he is, he is coming for us. Oh, yes. But brother, Bob Hagen in the house, how you doing, brother?
4: I, you guys remember me? <laughs> Man, I mean Man,
0: I cannot get you out of my thoughts. About, what are you uh, doing
4: in there, about, brother? About six months since <laughs> I've been out of here. <laughs>
2: It's impossible to forget
4: you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, I feel the same way about you. Yeah. But um, it's good to be back with you guys, John. Nice to see you, Kent. Nice to see you, as well. Bob. Good to see you and Michael yep. and Kevin. Good to see you guys. Uh, I know Greg is somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Control so, room. Yeah. Um. As far as what you were saying, it's uh, it's tragic. War is never, uh, never good obviously. Um, a lot of the things that went on last week, I did not go on and watch any of the the stuff that was, uh, downloaded on the, uh, uh, killing and mutilation of, of people that were, um, you know, the babies and the women and the girls and all that stuff. I didn't, I didn't watch any of that. I heard there was a lot of it on the internet and, um, I just, you know, that's, I just heard it was on there. I didn't watch it. I heard uh, a friend of mine told me he had watched some of it and said it was pretty gruesome. And if, uh, if it's so, it's these people definitely are animals. Um, they have no, no respect for human life. Um, Uh, collateral damage. I think somebody brought that up about the war. Um, This is very similar to what happened in um, World War II, especially toward the end where there were just tens of thousands of people that were killed. Um, Well, for instance, when when the Soviets went into Berlin, they just indiscriminately killed everybody. So um, it's not that unusual for what's going on there. Whether Israel is going to hold back on their invasion of Gaza or not, that's still to be seen. But uh, I kind of, you know, I I I feel they're gonna they're gonna go in here probably within the next twenty hours, twenty four hours, go in there. Um, They're trying to figure out the best way to do it without. Uh, a whole bunch of civilians being killed. And that's why it's taken a little longer, uh, regardless of what anybody says about who bombed, what, you know, we, the news is so choppy from that part of the world, no matter how many news agencies are over there. You really don't know unless you're on the ground <coughs> over there. And, uh, but, you know, it's, I pray for the people to, uh, um, uh, Those, you know, those young families, the Palestinian people too, you know, I mean, don't just don't discount them and say, well, you know, all the Palestinian people are, are bad. That's not true. They're not. There's some great Palestinian people, great Palestinian believers that are, that are born again, Palestinian believers, believe, um, there's lots of them. And, um, so we should be praying for them and, uh, whether or not this is the end game, we'll we'll have to see. Um, I know you guys are still rocking and rolling with moving the word and speaking the truth to people. So, brother John, I I, I watched. I've been watching stuff that you've been posting, and right on. You know, it's uh, you know I love that Bronx accent of yours, man. It really. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I hear John on there, you know, <laughs> just love it. But no, you. it's really a, you're really a blessing, man. It's really, thank you, sir. Really good stuff. And I, um, I'm glad to be back. I'm, uh, I miss you guys a lot. Um, just been a challenging time the last oh, three or four weeks. And, uh, also saw what Michael posted about going out and, uh, and feeding the homeless uh, along with his wife. And uh, that was that was wonderful, Michael. It just, you know, people, there's lots of good being done um, via Feed My Sheep, you know, with Bob's um, the ministry he's had going for many years. And I want to say thank you, Bob, for that. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm appreciate yeah. all of you guys uh you know we're all we're all in this together uh, brother greg behind the scenes there all the all the work that he does and and uh uptime's been on for a while now and i think we've
1: probably reached a few people yeah um, i'll say so yeah. a few thousand people <laughs> Amen. Yeah. several thousand people the yeah. thousands of tons. yeah,
0: yeah. being my sheep today man what a blessing what yeah. a what a God-inspired, yeah. God-given ministry for Bob Barber. Man, can't stress that enough, Bob. It's just so awesome what the following of the Lord and his lead on going and creating uh, Feed My Sheep today. Because it's been, it's being personally there to see the impact on the lives of the people who who receive aid. And not just physically, but the spiritual side of things, which is obviously yeah. the most important aspect of the entire operation it's just very encouraging. And, and even though you guys aren't there with me, I think about you guys, I even think about you, brother Bob Hagan. And I tell people all the time, all the time, just give Jesus a chance, right? Because exactly. that's, it's yeah. so true. You know, and when we yeah. give Jesus a chance, he just will not, he cannot fail. He's God. He's perfect in every way. And I find that the most encouraging and to, to rub shoulders and hug so many people and to be able to be a hand or a foot or whatever God needs me to be in that situation. Even sometimes a pair of ears just to listen to someone, (laughs) you know, that's awesome. And all the glory, all the glory be to God because without God, none of this would be possible. But
4: yeah, Yeah, when you, you know, when, when you show, you know, when, when, when you and your wife show up, you know this guy gets out of the this guy gets out of his car with his beard. You know they think maybe <laughs> Moses has showed up or something. You know uh, it's wild. It it's is Moses. Mm-hmm. It, it
0: it is it is an interesting experience. You know to be able to talk to so many and just to hear their stories. You know and what they're struggling with and to be able to find common ground and and lead them yeah. to the most. Best common ground, the rock of salvation where we you all had want to be standing on. That's that's we, where it's um, at.
1: Well you know like right now is like, the greatest time now to start preaching because you know the whole world is on edge right now. I'm yeah. on TikTok. I tell you what, I've watched all these videos on TikTok, and it's just one after another. People, these people getting prepared, get your guns. This is happening, this yep. is happening, this is about to happen, this and everybody is like it's like it's like the feeler gauges of everybody mm. now. It's like Something is about to happen. And you know it's interesting yeah. about this generation that our the young generation now, like Generation Z, Millennials, Generation Z, you know, our generation, like generation generation X and stuff like that, and before that, when we when we knew about the Rapture, a lot of us were said, Well, you know, I believe in the Rapture, but you know, I hope it doesn't happen to after I get married or have or or it happens yeah. after I do this or after I get my home, have my kids, grandkids. You know, the generations now, I'm seeing these kids now, they're marching through the malls and everything. The generation, uh, the millennials and generation Z now, they're just, we want to go home. We want to go home to heaven. We don't yeah. want to stay here. This world sucks. Yeah. Okay. They don't want to stay here. A lot of them. They're like, we just want to go home. We're not looking forward to our life here. We just want to go home to heaven. They're not even looking yeah. forward to life because they can't see it. Because all you see is war ahead of us. You see Deagle reports saying that. You know, according to Deagle reports in the United States, only 90 million people are left here in this country by 2025. Imagine yeah. being a senior in high school looking at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you're looking all around. Oh, we got this World War Three getting ready to happen here. Yeah. You know, that's starting to make sense now. Yeah. You know, you got this. Uh, yeah. I saw a really interesting video. Somebody did, a, uh, did all the numbers, all those who got the snake bite. And it turns out that the number that's depopulated from the United States is actually matches the number of people that took the snake bite. Wow. It, it actually be subtract are, people oh, that, that took <laughs> a snake bite. Yeah. That,
4: must, that must, be be a, co- must be a coincidence.
1: Though. Yeah, yeah. just a coincidence. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is so, it is wild, but I remember actually hearing the same exact uh, data and statistics and the analysis that was given about that being um the same. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. And we had so many events with so many. Do you guys remember all the doctors from yep. 2020 that they got real big? I'm not going to mention any names for the, the live stream's sake, but <laughs> it, what happened? Do Are they still around? Because they, the truth was out there, guys, and it still is out there. And yep. it's sad because, like Brother uh, Bob was saying, we see where the youth is, is looking at now. And that's why... Teen suicide rate is through the roof. I remember we had to call a mental hospital for someone and um for a teen, right? And when we called them, they were they were full. So then we called into Indianapolis to one of the bigger hospitals there. And we had found out that there was like a nine six or nine month waiting list. That is unreal. Could you imagine that? With people having to get medical care, mental health care, and having to go on a six to nine month waiting list. Now, we know Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the answer to everything, right? So God is able to make things happen. He's able to heal. He is the great physician. But I think that is very telling when you start to see those types of numbers and statistics popping up on the wait time just for that. So it shows you that you're either, it's kind of getting to that Joshua twenty four fifteen moment, right? Everyone's coming to that moment to where they're going to have to make a decision on if they're, they're all in for Jesus or they're just going to completely fall away into the world, into the strong delusion because the little G gods of this world has blinded their eyes. It's, it's very intense. And I think that um, I, obviously we all know everyone here on this panel that, when we knew we reached to this point, it was going to be intense, yeah. but to actually actively be living through it now and to experience it, this, the the dark oppression that's on the world right now, that spiritual darkness, it's almost so strong now that it's almost something tangible that you can feel.
1: But,
0: it, it's very, it's very uh, intense. And, well, you know,
4: I, the, you know, the spiritual, the spiritual darkness that's on the world right now, uh, if I can just uh, put my two cents in on this one, because, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, I guess I'm the elder statesman of this panel here now. Amen. So I've been around for a while and I remember the, uh, back in, back in the day, you know, back <laughs> in the day, the darkness. And it was, maybe it was under a different, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was couched differently. Um, it was the, um, rock and roll uh, if it feels good do it. Um, you know if, if it if you get a good high from it, smoke it if you you know whatever and but the darkness was just as just as uh, thick. Uh, the hopelessness was was just as thick. Uh, I was recalling uh, a particular uh, event that happened in my life the other day way back when, and uh, how um, God really showed me, he showed me a lot of stuff, but he showed me that one night that he was real, but there was intense, thick, evil darkness to the point where it could have gone either way. So it's always existed. Um, Things are changing now, like what Bob was saying, the different generations there's a lot of people that just don't have uh, really any foundation anymore. They don't have any, uh, any reason to live. They, you know, they get involved in all these new age movements or they, you know, they go to a party and they, somebody gives them some ecstasy or whatever the designer drugs are of the day. Sure. And to, to try to enlighten your mind, you know, like a good old uncle Tim Leary did back in the day, you know, you take this sugar cube and you're going to be enlightened. Oh, sure. Yeah. You'll be enlightened. All right. You know, but you're, uh, you know, that's not what God did not design our minds to be peppered with a bunch of garbage all the time. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the mind is designed for, uh, it's it's a phenomenal thing. It's, It's like a supercomputer times. And, it works the best when it has the truth. When you have the truth with you, is when things work the best. And when you're, you know, as John can attest to when you're sharing the word with people, it's, uh, you're blessing people by sharing the truth with them. And you're hearing it yourself. You know, you speak the word, you hear the, that's why it doesn't go back void because you hear it yourself when you're doing a teaching. And you go to a scripture, you speak Mm -hmm. it, you hear it back. It reinforces the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael, when you were out feeding all those people and you were speaking the word to them. And I was watching that one guy that came on. um, That black brother that was on there was talking about his addiction and how he'd been clean for three months.
1: Some
4: some people, they would think, oh, that's not long. Hey, to an addict, that's a long period of time to be clean. Amen. You know, you, when you hear, when I heard that, I went, praise the Lord. Amen. Three months. That's like a lifetime. If you've been putting that junk in you, it's a big step. So that's the thing (laughs) that really we need to realize that our lives are valuable. I mean, I've been dealing with some stuff, wondering how valuable my life is lately, but you know, it's still, by the grace of God go I, it's, it's still, I, I still can still speak the truth. And, uh, and people want to hear it. Um, whether or not we have a hundred million people watching this tonight or four. Uh, and I want to thank all the, the, the folks that are saying welcome back and good to see you. I appreciate that. And, uh, Believe me, I haven't forgotten about the people that tune in. They're, uh, you know, extended family members, and they're a blessing. And uh, you know, been praying for you guys, and that's one of the great things about being a believer—you can pray for each other. And I, I, I know Michael had been praying for me because I, I can, I can always tell when my, <laughs> Michael prays for. Him. And you know, different different folks have been, and Bob, and Kevin, and John, and and Greg, and different folks but we're all uh let's not forget that that's one of the things that the old adversary tries to talk us out of is this and, and it's a, it's the most simple thing that we can do and it's the most one of the most powerful things we can do right kevin and so and pretty important you know
0: yeah and i and brother bob you're you have a incalculable value on your life it's the blood of jesus christ so just remember that brother we love you and you are worth so much to every one of us and and i personally know how much joy and inspiration and encouragement you brought in my life personally ever since you came back on my channel back in the days and And on on other times. So man, brother, it's always such a blessing. And I worry about you, man. I was talking to my wife about you today. I was like, oh man, I just gotta I just gotta keep praying for you. And um, it's that worry can it's of the devil, so I just have to give it to the Lord because it can it can put you in a bad way, you know, and there's a lot of that going on with everyone right now. I mean I, I totally understand between what you Bob Said and Doc Bob said it totally makes sense, and I, I thank you for that clarification. Yeah, that darkness, guys, that's been yeah. around forever. You know, there's always been the spiritual wickedness, but now that the world, especially in the 80s with the hair metal and the demonic and the satanic panic time frame, but uh going on to now where just Satanism as a whole has been accepted into the households. They don't have to disguise it anymore. You know, they have antichrist cartoons now. I mean, it's just the debauchery and the wickedness as a whole has been more accepted. And as a whole in the world, right. What brother Bob, Doc Bob was saying, there's, there's less hope in the world because it's like, okay, I can't just go out and get a, a job with retirement benefits anymore. You know, I can't just go out and, and do the things that we used to have. We used to have, you know, the play centers and McDonald's and now everything just looks like a dismantled third world country compared to what things used to be. So that world and especially countrywide hopelessness in the USA, and I'm sure it's like that in other Western countries where they're just seeing the decline of society as a whole that's, that's, I think what's really putting uh, people into that pressurized moment of the Joshua twenty four fifteen, And that's very intense place to be. And we could have freedom and peace guys. If we just choose, just give Jesus a chance, right? Bob? Wow. just that's give right. Jesus a chance. Yeah. He, he can take that turmoil, you know, just, uh, just to kind of give you guys a personal example. The other day, you know, I, I suffer from mental conditions and, I remember being completely debilitated, sitting on my couch, just absolutely frozen with the conditions I deal with and just and just reaching out to the Lord and praying for deliverance. And, man, I could just feel the Lord speaking to me in my spirit. It was such a relief. And in that moment, I felt like the, I felt the words in my distress. Right. I called upon the Lord and he delivered me to that effect. And when I heard that in my spirit, that 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 scriptures, I remember just this feeling of release wow. and this this peace that washed back over me. And Kevin was just talking about this, I think, last week or the week before about you, you just pray to the Lord. And he is that peace, guys, that surpasses all understanding. And we can all get beat up. You know, that's why it's more important now more than ever to don the whole armor of God, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. Because it's so important that the this shaking that's coming and we, that we see that now is and is is approaching, is it's intense. And if we're not standing on that rock and constantly putting in faith on that whole armor of God... We're in for some turbulent waters, but still at the end of the day, God's the one that's holding you in his hand, right? We don't hold, we're not holding, like attaching ourselves to God because, you know, like that gentleman you're talking about, Bob, he said, let go and let God. And yeah. I remember some months ago, Brother Greg Messina said that, and the yeah. Lord had brought me through a lesson in my life that I had to do the same thing. I kept trying to kick. I kept trying to do things in my own strength, you know, our, and try to have the victory on our own terms. But that moment that I finally let go and I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) You know, God was like, wham, showed up with the victory. And he went before me and fought. Like Exodus 14, 14, Gray. I'm not sure if you could pull that up. But when I seen this scripture, someone had mentioned this to me the other day. I was like, Wow, Exodus 14, 14 is really what I've been what I've really been feeling lately. And I just want it to be encouragement to all you guys out there because it's such a beautiful scripture. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace and remembering. It's the Lord who goes before us into the fight. Right. And it's not us. Right. We're not, we can't proceed the Lord. He has, he goes before us. And when we allow him to do his work and we rest in him, man, guys, some mountains moving. Tell you.
4: Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 interesting that you should say that because you know that Isaiah twenty six three comes to mind. Uh, you know, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Um, the stayed mind, which which has an awful lot to do with the renewed mind, uh, which is what we need to do once we're born again we need to put on you know we have the word says we have the mind of Christ but mm. we also need to put on the word that's why i was saying earlier that the more yeah. you speak it the more it reinforces a truth in your own life yep and uh it's it's the um you know people if people think that you're weak because you have made Jesus Christ the Lord, master of your life, and have decided to follow him. And that's their privilege to believe that. But the you know, word still says that he, you know, Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by him. Now, either he told the truth or he lied. If he lied, we ought to just go ahead and shut this off now. If he told the truth, <clears throat> which we all believe he did, Yes. Then there has to be a way to follow him, and there is. So mm-hmm. um, it's always good being back because I always say I talk too much.
0: I do. <laughs> oh, no. No, yeah. I, I
4: really do. I'm okay, just, brother. I'm a People need now. to be
1: encouraged, Bob. Okay. Amen. You uh, know, I love talking about all the end times. I love talking about how how much how much closer the train is getting to us. Okay, we're on this track. This thing's coming Ooh. right at us. We're starting to smell well. the diesel on this stuff but you know people need to be encouraged all right i saw this one comment is one uh um one a lady in here she put in a comment where is it at right here uh, marie smith i'm afraid i'll get spit up i feel as if i'll be a goat instead of a sheep First of all, Marie, you're not a goat or a sheep. You're part of the body of Christ. Amen. The goat and sheep is a judgment that God, that Jesus will do with the Jews. Okay, Jews and Arabs, mm-hmm. right? Jesus could tell the difference between these two. There are the Jews and the Arabs and the false Jews. Okay, that's the separation of sheep and goats. All right, at the end of the tribulation. Okay, you're part of the body of Christ. When you believe, the moment you believe in his finished works, the Bible says you are sealed and you are rapture ready. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, Ephesians 1, 13, 14. You are sealed in the body of Christ. You are a heavenly royalty. All right? Our conversation is in heaven. That's why when the age of grace ends, where are we taken? To our rightful place in heaven because we're given heaven glorified bodies. Okay, so you're not rightly dividing the word. Okay, the gospel that we are saved by is Apostle Paul's gospel, which has nothing to do with the sheep and the goats. Nothing. But during the tribulation, the everlasting gospel, the kingdom gospel, is unpaused. Now you're talking about sheep and goats. Okay, that's where the sheep and goats come from. Right, Kevin? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly
3: where they come from.
4: So, <laughs> yes,
1: yeah,
3: you know, everybody. Just to mention that this lady is crying right now by your answer, So you do make a difference, and you just did.
4: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So this well, we need to forum. forum. Yeah, you know, we need to. We need to be encouraged, and mm-hmm. we need to be comforted. Like just like what Michael was saying a few minutes ago. You know when he was. Going through the, um, you know, having a little bit of a problem the other day, and and praying to the Father, and and all of a sudden, the, the what came up in you was the Word that lives within you. Amen. It's a living Word. It's not. It's not a dead Word. It's not. You know, you, you hear the term living and real. It is living and real. You know, when Jesus was, when He was taken to the desert and tempted. You know, and he could have, he could have brought a banquet in front of him if he'd wanted to. What did he say? I shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why would he use the word? Because it's powerful. It's quick, like a two-edged sword. And it's the critic, you know, it's the thing. It's really, uh, we're not when we're speaking the word to people and if they get convicted by it and they choose to uh, seek him and to want to, you know, change Lords is basically what you're doing. You're changing Lords. You've been the Lord of your life up to that point. Now you want to change Lords. Um, and if you want to do that, that does not show weakness. That shows humility. That shows, it shows that you realize that you can't do it yourself there's nothing wrong with that if we could have done it ourselves Jesus Christ never would have had to come we could have all chanted to the to the you know gonzen, like I used to do you know we could have all done Eastern religions and burned incense you know and and uh, sought all the Hindu gods or whatever but no we we' fortunately heard the truth, and just like Bob was saying, we're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. That's a wonderful promise. We're sealed. It's not it's not something like, you know, when you when you put a letter in an envelope and you get ready to send it, you just don't put it in there and just push the thing down and go, Well, that's good enough. No, you want to make sure that puppy's sealed, you know. So it's not gonna come out. So and God's sealing is a whole lot better than what we could do. Amen. Thank that for sure. Thank
0: God for that. If it was
4: me stealing stuff, you'd all have problems. <laughs>
3: but, but, uh, I thought like it was you, really
0: interesting, you know. Like uh,
3: Pastor Breaker would say, you know that you know that you know that you're saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Amen, Amen. That's so true, and I think it's so interesting too, because you know when we all come into these crunch moments, and whether whatever the situation is, and, you know, you can think of what you're dealing with. It's like when that pressure is applied, it's like. And you're squeezed, it's like what comes out, you know. And Ooh. as a believer, you know, when we're squeezed, it's just we just go, Jesus comes out. <laughs> like we squeeze squeezes like a like a fruit and the juice that comes out, it's the sweet cry to Jesus, you know, for for help and for deliverance and for guidance and direction and for him to order our steps and to be a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And um, to truly walk in faith knowing that he's ordering your steps, that you're just not arbitrarily stomping around, right, but that he is the author and the finisher of your faith, right? And um, that he who has sealed you, right, he who has saved you is faithful and able Mm -hmm. to to bring you to completion. And um, when... When you start, like Brother Bob was saying, when you start bringing that into constant remembrance, like the Lord's always encouraging us to remember, that's resolidifying it over and over and over and grafting it into your nature, into your heart, into who you are. And again, guys, um, I have to make sure I always put this in there, but be a Berean. Go and search the scriptures, right? And you will see that the Lord's awesome counsel the wonderful counsel, his wisdom is engraved all throughout the scripture to help guide you. You know, I love the term Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, right? (laughs) Because it's exactly the greatest way to look at it, you know, because God's teaching you about himself and and what he wants from us, how we can live in happiness. And and, um, a lot of times, you know, when we stop reading as much and having that, Reapplication or, uh, concurrent training is what the military calls it. Because if you don't have concurrent training, you know, the expression, you don't use it, you'll lose it. Right. So we always want to constantly be in the word and constantly in fellowship with the Lord and constantly in <laughs> prayer. It, it, it will only benefit your walk and your faith and in no matter what situation you're in. But I hope yeah, that we, encourages you guys. Well, we need to so start I mean.
1: encouraging more people. Because right now we're in that hour now. I believe, really believe we're in the final hour now. And one Amen. thing I've noticed is, of course, we notice all the earthquakes taking place. Yep. Okay. Mm. I think the reason why there are so many earthquakes is because hell is enlarging itself to receive all its new occupants from this world war about to begin. Oh, well, that okay. makes sense. And uh, Isaiah 5.14 says, Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. So as we talk about all these people that, that are praising all the heinous things going on in Israel, it's like, yeah, yes, yeah, killing babies, yeah, like Ilion Omar and all the, the squad <laughs> wow,
4: praising
1: yeah. the all the death and carnage. Okay, hell's opening up his borders for these people right now. Right, And all those people doing that work and cause on the mayhem on both sides. Israel, Israel is not exactly uh, innocent either. OK, God, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about them as well, because here's the thing. You want to go and destroy all Gaza. OK, but there are hospitals in there. There are there are a lot of innocent people in there. And you got for one. I don't know who hit that hospital. Okay, I don't think it was Israel nor Gaza. Uh, it wasn't neither Israel nor Hamas. I bet the United States hit that hospital to really get this thing moving. Okay, they so, you know we got to put something else juicy in there. the The, the beheaded baby starting to run out of gas. We need something more. We need something more heinous. So they they're really trying to get this war going. Okay, but be it as it may. All right. I don't think destroying all of Gaza, killing everybody, because there are people that believe that all just get rid of all the Palestinians will be good. You know, I have friends who are Palestinians or a Christian. Right. Okay, they don't they're not Islam. All right. So it's all mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, this is something only the Lord could do. The word of God is sharper than any two edged sword. Mm-hmm. Okay, dividing mm-hmm. both marrow. Okay, when he when he he speaks is a sharp two edged sword. Which means he can individually take people out that don't belong there and save the righteous. Okay. Right. So, yeah, hell's the largest news is, is borders right now. And you know, one of the prayers that I've been praying is remember when they're supposed to do that day of jihad? What was it Saturday, Friday? Last Friday. Yeah.
0: yeah, the flood thing. I was praying.
1: I was praying for the protection and everybody. I was getting, yeah, but you know what? We, I was praying consistently that, Lord, please. Give all these jihadists a uh, Saul on the road to Damascus moment. Amen. Meet them. Amen. Have the, have all of them receive the same dream. Okay, I'm praying for stuff like that. Yeah. And you know what? The Bible says that if it's, if it's if it's according to God's will, it shall be done. If you ask in Jesus' name, it shall be done, as long as it's according to God's will. And according to God's will, that he, his will, none shall perish, but all shall come to repentance, have everlasting life all shall be saved okay so i think i believe something like that is starting to happen and i believe there's other people out there i've heard of other people praying for that that you know i i don't know who these people are okay they're here in this country i get it but you know just because the enemy has set them up to do all this carnage supposedly in this country one day when that day happens when they signal them however that's going to happen We should all be praying right now that all of them are going to have that Saul on the road to Damascus moment where Jesus will meet them all in their dream that's been done before quite a few times. Uh, It can be done. God can do it. It can be done. And all those those jihadis can turn around, either get saved right at the last minute, become tribulation saints, you know, maybe they'll end up believing later. But they, they saw something that kept them from doing that act. Amen. I mean, yeah. every, please pray with me that that would be done yes. in Jesus' name, that they will receive that. Saul on the road to Damascus moment for amen. every single jihadist in the world. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Um, in, amen. Instead of, instead of, um, like, it's so
4: right on what you said, Bob, because there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people who are believers in in those areas of Gaza and and the West Bank, and, and there's they've lived peaceably beside each other for a lot of years and all of a sudden this is going on again and to just you know become war war crazed i call it you know with all the stuff you see on tv where we need to go in and you know that israelis need to go in and do just make the place a parking lot well you make the place a parking lot and there's going to be lots of innocent people killed there already has been a whole lot of innocent people killed why can't we just, uh, like what I was saying, you know, pray that, that the Lord's going to spare the people that they're going to believe and, and, um, just do the that we as a nation are going to do the right thing. Um, I don't know how, how many right things we've done in the last few years, but that maybe we can, somebody can get in there and do something decent, you know, and, um, if somebody is, you know, even the guys that are, that are shooting off all these missiles that are, you know, that, you know, they're shooting off the missiles. Maybe one of those guys is going to, you know, his job is to fire 25 missiles. And all of a sudden he has that dream Bob's talking about. And he says, I, I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to kill. I'm killing innocent people. I don't even know who I'm killing. I'm, I'm through. And, mm-hmm. he, and he leaves. And all of a sudden. You know, he goes to these other guys that are doing it. And he, What's wrong with you? Says, I, I saw the Lord and and I, I know I'm wrong and I need to get right with him. And so do you. And great evangelists have been born of moments like this, mm-hmm. you know, and these guys listen to each other. Believe me,
1: mm-hmm.
4: if you ever watch them, they listen to each other. And if the one guy says, hey, this, this is wrong, what we're doing, we got to stop this right now. If he's if if, the, if the, that type of dream is is going out, which God can do anything, why can't He do that with with these guys? He can do anything. You know, yeah. wow, that's impossible. They're so full of hate and isn't it? Yeah, sure. They may be full of hate and they may be really bad off, but still, the effectual perv- fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much.
1: So Amen. we'll have to throw
4: that verse out too. Another one of the verses we'll have to throw away. No, it's the effectual is bringing the effect. You know, you, you we can't um, command God to do this. We can't say all the jihadists need to get saved tomorrow morning. But at the same time, we certainly can pray for these, these
1: men and women. There's women too that do this stuff over there. Yep.
4: We need and, to be praying yep. every
1: day. Yeah, every every day day, praying the praying the skies, not just tonight, praying it every day. And any of you that are watching this right now, recording, please pray. All right, we're talking about putting more than ten thousand to flight here. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, And if you guys don't think it's possible for it to happen, I encourage you. There's a channel out there called Precious Testimonies, and there is former Muslim and Jihadists on there who have had visions and encounters with jesus christ who who had became born again because of it left their families fled the country i mean it's it's really amazing and um, i thought it was really interesting and i'm sure you guys may have heard of this maybe as well but uh a lot of it has happened during the month or their their ramadan the time of ramadan i always thought that was really interesting that it would happen during that time but, uh, yeah, Precious Testimonies, if you go on there and look up the Muslim Testimonies, you'll see so many. And they have some powerful testimonies, guys. It's amazing. So imagine it on a mass scale, like what Brother Bob's saying. These are the kind of prayers that we should be doing, right? We should be mm-hmm. praying for our enemies. We should be praying for their salvation because you got to remember they're blinded. They, they're they totally deceived and blinded and remember there was a point in time when each and every single one of us was deceived and blinded to to the truth but by the grace of god he drew us right he drew us out of many waters to himself and thank you jesus for that because i remember when i had a road to damascus smackdown moment right smackdown. The damascus smackdown i mean i think uh i think every single one of us in some form shape or way have had the Damascus Smackdown you know maybe yours wasn't as smackdown as someone else because they were doing something crazy but uh, it's amazing how the Lord does that for us right remembering that he came to us that's just mind-blowing how good God is
1: right a lot of them you know these these Muslims they are in the dark right now they are in so much darkness if you just give a little bit of light they'll they'll notice like you said Bob, they talk to each other, they listen, and when they sure. get a little bit of light in all that darkness, they're like, What's that? So they are in so much darkness right now from all the lies that are talked about in the book of in the Quran. You just go to Quran chapter three, verse 54. It says, Allah, the best deceiver. Okay. That's Quran chapter three, verse 54. And what did Jesus say about Satan? He's the father of all lies. He's the best mm-hmm. deceiver, mm-hmm. in other translations. So Satan is Allah, okay? He's not God. He's Allah. In fact, the Quran says, if uh, you say that Allah has a son, you're you're, you're committing blasphemy. Wow. And we know that God has a son. We know that because he came here and walked the earth. He shed his blood for us. Behold, the Lamb of God has come to take away the sins of the world, okay? So we know God has a son. Satan doesn't have a son, okay? Okay. And we got three major religions. You got Judaism, Christianity, and Islam on the earth. Okay. Two of those religions get along pretty good. But there's one religion in there that says we got to kill everybody in order to make things right in this world. And basically, Islam is go out, kill or be killed to achieve the agenda of Allah. Okay. And Satan is the Bible talks about him being just an absolute killer, murderer okay i don't know why they don't make this connection all right until somebody actually points it out to them yeah so when when jesus shows up he's just gonna he'll get their attention right away because they already know they're in darkness and when he shows up just a little bit of that truth they're like you know it's just it's just a little bit of light in the darkness they're gonna they're gonna focus on on that little bit of light hmm. okay so i also say pray for these people because you know Every time I hear about Muslims being killed or their fighters being killed, I pay attention to that because I know they all go to hell. I, I heard about the mines where they, they flooded those mines, destroyed those mines, bunker-busting bombs and blowing up boats and, and other fighters getting blown up in buildings. And they're all dying at a huge death count. And I'm like, man, every single one of them went to hell. They're all, going, they're all in hell now, suffering for eternity. Yeah. They're going to the lake of fire. Can you imagine being in that position? They found out that their religion was a huge lie. Man, they, that would suck. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't even they, imagine. Like I, made I, a, Or should I say I don't even want to imagine that. That would be horrifying.
3: They made a statement today uh, I've seen on the news that they said they don't want peace. They want war and victory. So that's that's their statement, the, It seems that they they are well, of course they do agree with this, but the portion of understanding of all this, it's people like regular people will say why they do this, why they do that. But the thing is they're they're trained to think like this. Right? They're They're trained from
4: the time that they're little kids to hate yes, to
3: hate Jews. Yeah. That's that's what they're trained for.
1: Sure. Right, and is the, in the fact that they're the fact that the Hamas said that we're going for the full victory. So you got Hamas saying no, we're not going to do another standout. We're not going to do peace talks. We're going for. It. We're all in. Iran is backed against the corner. Iran is like we need to do this now. This is our chance. And then you got Benjamin Netanyahu. He he told Putin that we will not stop until Hamas is completely destroyed. All right. Mm-hmm. His words, and so they're day. not going to stop until Hamas is completely leveled. Now the problem is, that what they're trying to do, like we're talking about, is they can't do precision hits. No. Okay, so the more damage they cause in the Gaza Strip, the more the world hates them. Trust me, yeah. all the pictures yeah. are coming out of everything that's happening in Gaza. We had the first couple of days what happened in Israel. But now all the world sees is just, just destruction, carnage sure. in Gaza, sure. and you know how people think, all right? They 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 forget what happened a week ago. They forget what happened too. All they know is what's going on. A bunch of dumb cattle. They just watch that, and, and they're definitely going to twist that and make the whole world hate yeah. Israel because of this. And, and Montreal, the United States is probably going to abandon them, not helping to finish the job. And basically, Israel's just standing with egg on their face. You know, it's just uh, it's a really bad situation for Israel here right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, that could be. I was just going to say quickly
3: that I was just going to say quickly, Montreal and Quebec right now, since four days they have pro Palestine and pro Jews fighting and uh, all kinds of uh, manifestation and uh, not manifestation, but. Uh, uh, What's the word for that? Anyway, they all have they all have signs and everything, and they are all fighting together. And it's not even in Israel or or Gaza; it's in Montreal, right? Yeah. And it's uh, it, and it, I heard it's like this in France, and it's like this in some other places. Who knows what how far this gonna go with other people, like other Palestine people, mm. Palestinians and Jew in other part of the world.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Right now, yes, the physical big war is in Israel and it gets a strip, but it's not it's it's not the same thing as I'm afraid that something else starts somewhere else. That's what I wanna say. That's kind of the
4: advent of uh, the you know it's getting it's getting ready to to hit the fan, everything is getting pretty close to hitting the fan. And, um, it's really, uh, Greg, you know, it's, it's just, you know, like we've been talking about, um, these people, if they don't change, if they don't change the way they are, you know, if they don't change their lifestyles, if they don't, uh, if they don't turn to the one true living God from the, you know, the worship of idols and false gods, you know, they're doomed. And uh, when you, when you speak, when you speak the truth and love to people, you know, you're going to have an effect on them. You know, John can attest to that. You know, John, when you're, when you're teaching, when you're teaching uh, on your program, I know that you're you're gonna hear you hear some type of feedback, you know. Um, and I know I know Michael does, and I know Bob does, and you know I've I've even gotten an email once in a while when I I've been doing my program. Somebody might say, "Well, thank you. It really blessed me to hear." I needed to hear that. Um, it's not so much that they needed to hear me, it's that they needed to hear what we have to say. You know, it's not. Um, it's not that we're so eloquent and brilliant. Well, I'm not. So <laughs> maybe you guys are brilliant, but just can't. I barely get through the day, man. brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, we we know the truth, and the fact that we know the truth, we can actually change people's lives. You know that you can uh, raise somebody from the dead. You know, every every time I think about that, I think that's pretty amazing. And it's not just going into a hospital and someone dies and you lay hands on them and they get up from the dead. What it is, is when you when you share the truth of them, you're, you're taking a, a, you know, the, uh, you ever seen the Green Mile? Dead man walking? Yeah. You take that one guy in there?
0: Yeah. Basically,
4: we were all dead man walking. And now we've been... We know the truth, and the truth makes us free. Now we're alive. It says we've been we we've been buried with you know our identities with Jesus Christ. Yeah. We've raised up with Him. We're as far as God and Christ is concerned. We're seated at the right hand of the Majesty. Oh, you're just making that up. I am not making that up. Look at Ephesians. This is this stuff is good stuff, folks. I mean, Amen. This isn't some cartoon fairy tale this isn't this isn't like watching Marvel comics this is truth you know uh, you open your mouth and you speak the truth to somebody and, and they believe it and you change their life you know how many times have you heard somebody said I was right just about ready to off myself and I tuned in and I heard something that gave me a reason to check something out or what we've been talking about earlier, Michael, give Jesus a chance. Look, Amen. get to know him. What do you have to lose, folks? Nothing. Your sin? Oh, that's a real loss. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's empty, yeah. okay? The world has stuff that looks good and it, it may feel good. But the end product is empty. The end product is death. So, what we're trying to do, and, and not not trying to be a downer by saying this, but you need to you need to stop. You need to stop the horse. You need to ch- change riders, and you need to get on Jesus Christ. And realize that once you do that, that things will get better. And it's not the easiest life in the world, but it's certainly he came that we might have a more abundant life. He never promised easy. Mm. He said more abundant. You know, and uh, he gave us the ability to be ministers, to speak to speak the word, to reconcile people back to him. Now, if you don't think that that's important, then you can tune, you know, you can put on Fox News right now if you want to. <laughs> but, if you, but if you think this is important, Maybe you should check it out. These verses that are put up, the whole reason for the this program being on, as long as it's been on, is to bring people home. And my wife and I were talking about that today. We're here so we can bring people back home. Amen. That's Amen. it. I mean, we're not here so we can build these big, gigantic ministries and everybody can talk about how great we are. Come on, man. Come on, man you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, it's true and 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 the ego can get in the way of things you know you can you know the eloquence of somebody is somebody might be real eloquent and you telling you bullface lies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if I they're know. telling you the truth. truth and they tell you one scripture of truth, that's. Yeah, that's what's that's why the word is so powerful is when you mm-hmm. speak it, it it goes out and it accomplishes the things that god put in it when he t- inspired these men to write it he was just you know it, it, people look at god as being some type of carney you know so you know it's this and you know, i hate to sound it almost sounds like blasphemy to say that but they look at god as being some type of magician atm machine you know, but mm-hmm. there's certain principles you have to follow, but the rewards for making Jesus Christ Lord in your life are great. Amen. would once you rather have those, I'm preaching to people out there right now that don't know, because I am, I know that there's no possible reason why I should still be breathing. I should not even be here. Honestly, for the things I've done and, and Stuff it has gone on and I'm still kicking mm-hmm. and I want to be kicking in the right direction. Yeah, and I want to be doing it with your brothers, you know, and and that's the thing. It's the more people the more people that get saved, the more more fun we're gonna have. Amen. That's Amen. true.
1: Hey Mike, you want Michael, you wanna start doing some questions here? We got yeah. quite a few questions. Yep. Yeah. We could start um moving with the stuff here. So, let's see here. Go to David Chow here. It says, do you believe this war will lead to the building of the third temple? I believe it will. Because we're going to see the, what the Psalm 83 war first take place. Then, uh, what, what the wars we have after that? The Zika 38 war. You know, I don't see them putting this whole thing back in the bag. At all. Because there's too much Movement. For example, we got a B fifty two bomber that went to South Korea. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. Okay. We've never sent one before ever. They're 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 moving they are moving a lot of equipment into place right now. They have uh what these call these uh these uh nuclear command fortresses, planes that that they actually got three of them in the air Mm -hmm. right now over America. And these planes are used to to, uh, detonate uh, nuclear weapons in the event the physical locations on the ground do not. If they end up getting destroyed, they can still, uh, you know, trigger the weapons and have them go to the desired targets. So we got three of those planes. And also the uh, there's a doomsday presidential planes in the air now, too. Yep. Yep. So we never had these. we, We do. We do drills. Okay, but you don't you don't put the the presidential doomsday plane in the air right now, and you've never seen that happen before. At least I've never seen it happen before, so I don't think they're going to put this back in the bag. I think they're really going for it, and it makes sense to me too. You know, I don't know what you guys thought about that. Somebody else want to chime in on this question here?
3: Well, just quickly,
1: I'm a train watcher. I love
3: to watch video about trains, and you got trains of, like three, four, five miles long, all with military equipment in the United States moving from one place to another, like two tanks per flat car, three, Mm -hmm. four miles long. Where are they going? Where are they going, right? Yeah. So that's a lot of equipment moving on the ground too.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and those that equipment... What you're talking about, John, it's kind of interesting because when they take it down to the railhead like that and start shipping it, those are usually for right now, since we're not actively engaged in any type of conflict or war. But that's usually I mean, I guess we've been sending a lot of equipment and arms to different countries, but typically do you guys remember? Uh, when we were talking about those like 10 other states that were going to make combat readiness training centers. And then all of a sudden it just went dark and they hadn't said anything else about it because we have NCC in California and JRTC in Louisiana at Fort Polk. And I think it's really interesting because that's usually where you send all your equipment, you do your com or your pre-deployment combat readiness concurrent training right. or- and then you would get deployed out. So it's kind of interesting that you're seeing that now again, you got to remember that things are being shipped all around. But I always thought it was interesting they never doubled back, never came back to those those other combat readiness training facilities that they were making in those ten other states. But uh, with the doomsday planes and the uh, nuclear command centers, yeah, Bob, that's that's intense. Um, I definitely yes. think that's a sign of the times, the the oh, yeah. level of preparedness. There's also a, I forget exactly what it's called, but there's a nuclear submarine program where they they um, use encrypted messages and it goes out and they practice doing that all the time i can't remember the exact name for it but i know that has escalated but uh i think that with the third temple i think it could this is just my speculation obviously because Mm -hmm. if if they get to this point and war really breaks out the biggest thing at that point with the whole Dome of the Rock and, and keeping the, it was about keeping the peace. But once the cat's out of the bag, you know, it's, I think they're going to be all in to yeah. take back their own territory at that. Point. Well, they're
1: going to have to, this war has to happen. This world mm-hmm. war three has to happen and it has to run its course. Mm-hmm. Then they could do the biggest peace deal ever for the biggest war ever, which would be done by the antichrist confirmed by him. And during this time of peace, then they could build that third temple. They're not and, going uh, to be building this temple during the time of war. Exactly. They'll never get built. <laughs>
0: no. Exactly. And Whitestone, yeah, he mentioned it. They're called emergency action messages, the messages I was talking yeah. about with the communication
3: with oh. the submarines. So, just the, and what uh, if during that war, the Dome of the Rock would be hit?
0: Yeah, that's possible. I think it will.
3: I think they're going to use that yeah. do-weapon against be, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember you saying something about That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just a little
3: firecracker, and that's it, you know? So the whole thing is cleaned up, ready for the
1: third temple. Right. Satan's like, man, you know what? I don't care about that temple. I already got those guys. I already got the Muslims. I want the Jews to build the third temple that's meant for Jesus. I want to sit in that temple. Now I'm like God, okay? He doesn't care about that dome on the rock. He doesn't care about the mosque. He already has the Muslims already. Okay, mm-hmm. but he wants that Jewish temple. That's what he yes. wants. So he, I'm sure Satan and the fallen angels have no qualms, no qualm about blowing that dome of the rock to bits. They, they don't care about it. Yeah, so I think nice. when they show up, it wouldn't surprise you if an alien ship shows up, and then they shoot that dude weapon right through that projection of an alien ship and just blows up the dome of the rock. Who knows what can probably happen at that point? Yeah. That All I know that, that's happening. We're gone. Yeah. That We're great! <laughs> <I know.
3: laughs>
1: Let's see the uh, question here from uh... Is Boucher around? I keep hearing the trumpet. Oh, well, that'd be uh. <laughs> that's
3: that's
4: It's from man. the
1: control room. The control room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> here we got. Here is uh. Will the tribulation saints be part of the Bar- bride of Christ? No. No. No, the bride of yes, Christ is not. the bride of Christ is built and developed and finished during the confines of the age of grace. Amen. Right, John? Yes, sir. Right. Yes, That's, sir. That's it's it's built during that time. The bar, the bride of Christ is also known as the body of Christ. Yes. We, we have many different names. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right but there, the so. uh if you're gonna get saved during the tribulation, you're gonna be a tribulation saint. Okay, and to be a tribulation saint, you need to become a Jew, proselyte to the Jewish nation, just like they used to back then. Mm-hmm. That's how you got saved. Okay, according to uh was it Ephesians two, eleven and twelve, it says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, you are called uncircumcision by which is called the circumcision is in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. So what did you have to do in order to get saved back back during that time? You have to become a Jew. You need to be proselytized into the Jewish nation. And we see that in Esther eight seventeen. Where it says, and in every province and in every city, wheresoever the king commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you had to be, you got to become a Jew. Yeah. Work and faith. It's going
3: to have to be work and faith. Mm hmm. During and that, that
1: time. Uh, during that time, that would be the So if you see the tribulation saints, the tribulation saints are proselyte Jews. Yes. All right. And they're they part of the Jewish nation. They're grafted into the promises of Abraham. There you go. All right. Anybody else want to comment on this question?
3: Yep. Oh, everybody no. good? No. <laughs>
1: It's how long, how long do you guys think this conflict will go before the rapture happens? What do you think, Kevin? I haven't heard much from you in a while. I know you're doing a lot of work there in a yeah Yeah,
2: um, I am moderating quite a bit tonight. Um, who knows? No one knows. I mean, that, there's no answer to that question that that anyone knows. It could be mm-hmm. today. It could be, down the road sometime so no yeah. don't know John, thanks, thanks for uh, putting this one on
1: me because
2: I, you knew I didn't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know at the beginning think, it always God? says that the day rapture is a day, day of the rapture i figure yeah. you're going to say that so yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, well
2: it's just another it's, it's another way to ask when when what day do you think the rapture is going to happen <laughs> uh, so i mean we don't we don't know No, no one knows. I mean, we don't know if this is going to go full blown into Psalm 83, which could cascade into Isaiah 17, Jeremiah Mm -hmm. 49, Mm -hmm. Isaiah 17 being Damascus, uh, Jeremiah 49 being the southern part of uh, Iran or also known as Elam um, or Ezekiel 38, for example. So we don't know. But, I mean, 17 years ago there was a pretty big war that went on between Hezbollah and Israel lasted for 34 days. Um, Mm. Some people will say 33 just to be safe, I guess. But, um, you know, a lot of people thought maybe that was it. That was going to be the start of of uh, Psalm 83 war. So you never know. You never know how Mm -hmm. these things are going to go and and what the Lord's uh, time frame is on this. I think... um
1: I think uh, I might have a. I have some that I shared with you guys. I saw some of the videos. Um, guys follow Jared as Supernatural by Design, but well, sometimes he has some really good and really good uh, content. He puts out. He put out this wonderful gem, and it's found in Esther two eighteen. Okay, and in Esther two eighteen, King uh, Asaustres, all right, the husband of Esther, he makes a holiday on the spot. For Esther to honor Esther and it becomes a it becomes a holiday that all the provinces have to honor going forward. Okay, so here it is. The king made a great feast unto all his princes and his servants, even Esther's feast. That's what's called Esther's feast. And he made it that time right there on the spot. And he made a release to the provinces and gift and gave gifts according to the state of the king. OK, so basically what happened here, he created a feast day on the spot for his bride. Mm-hmm. Right. So according to uh, Jared, he does a big, long video. you have to go watch it. I'm just going to give you a few clips from it. But according to him, if Esther is a typology of the bride of Christ, because King of was also known as the lion king. OK, Jesus, the lion, line of the tribe of Judah. OK, so you see the typology there. So for his bride, he made up a feast on the spot. And basically, his argument is that the, the, the day that the rapture resurrection takes place will not happen on a Jewish feast day. It will be on a new feast day that the Lord will create specifically for the bride of Christ, specifically for the rapture resurrection. Okay, so I don't know what you guys thought about that. It's a really good study. Um, go watch some of those videos there. All right. He made some very really good connections with the, uh, with the war, with the rapture and the war and stuff like that. He talked about the war that was going to happen in October before the war even took place. He's talking about in September because the reason why is because Venus enters into Leo. Every time Venus enters into Leo, there's a war. Okay. And it's just so happened now. Guess where Venus is? Venus is in Leo now. Okay, so well, I don't know what you guys thought about that. I think it's really interesting if God, if, if basically saying here, God will create a feast day outside of the earth realm. Okay, so you have the, the seven feasts that are appointed times with man. Okay, so does that mean that all the Jews and Gentiles that are proselyted into the Jewish nation, that's men? But here we are, the bride of Christ and according to Galatians 3:28 we're not a part of that we're not a part of men in fact we're neither Jew nor Greek male nor female okay as it says there is no uh, Galatians 3:28 says there is no longer Jew nor Greek there is no longer slave or free there is no longer male and female for all of you are one in Christ Jesus amen in the way it seems to me we're not part of man so if we're not part of man there is no appointment of those seven appointments with man that applies to us. So that's why our feast day, when we're taken out of here, it will be created on the spot. That's us. his, that's mm-hmm. his theory. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, I did, I did watch it. Um, it's an interesting theory, but the, 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 the issue that I had with it was at the very beginning, he, he, his, his basis for this theory and, and, uh, and reasoning is that the feast days are, are for the Jews, are, are Jewish feast days. But mm-hmm. that's not what the Bible says. And if you think that the feast days are only for the Jews, then Jesus fulfilled the feast days for the Jews? Is that what he did? He died for the Jews only? He he, he he went to hell and was buried uh, for the Jews only. He rose again for the Jews only. The, mm-hmm. the Pente- Pentecost was for the Jews only. You know, I don't, I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't buy that because uh, Jesus fulfilled those feasts for me as well, as far as I'm concerned. Otherwise, if he didn't die on the cross, then there's no remission of sins. So he had to fulfill that for the whole world. Uh, the same thing goes for unleavened bread this, this certainly the same thing goes for the the, the resurrection and the first fruits so the, the 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 thing to say there is that they're god's feast days okay that uh, he he says that that the that the jewish people or israel had have have messed with his feast days and mm-hmm. they absolutely have and, mm-hmm. and, he, and he and he doesn't he doesn't like that um they don't they don't follow his feast days. They they never really have. So uh, yeah, but uh, but to say that the rapture can't happen on one of those feast days because they're Jewish feast days, I think is a is a fallacy right off the bat. Now I'm not saying that the rapture is only going to happen on a feast day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because you you would be putting God in in a, in a box. Yeah. Saying that it can't happen on one of those feast days is also putting him in a box. Yeah. So I just I, I try to stay away from from that because I because I think over the years we've we've learned that God will do what he wills and, and that it will be perfect and that his ways mm-hmm. are so far above ours that when we try to pigeonhole God into something, that's usually when things start going wrong.
0: Yeah, because we're like we're like leaning on our own understanding, right? A lot yeah. of the times, and that's where the problems come in. And uh, Well, especially heard, if
2: your own understanding says that all the feast days are only for the Jews.
0: Yeah, because uh, I was going to bring this up in Leviticus 23, 1 through 3. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. So I we know, know that they are the Lord's feasts. And uh, furthermore in Colossians 2, 15 through 18, I always believe this is specifically referring to those <clears throat> feast days. And Colossians 2, 15, starting in verse 15, it says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or like a appointed feast day, right? Or a right. new moon or the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body or the substances of Christ. So we know who the feast days were really all about there. The Lord's feast days about the Lord, about God, about Jesus.
2: Exactly. And, they, and, and when they were given, um, they were that they were exactly that they were a shadow of what yeah. was to come when Jesus fulfilled those things. And when Jesus will fulfill still three more to go. So uh, to say that we have nothing to do with any of that stuff, I just don't see how you're saved. If Jesus doesn't fulfill those feasts for you personally, for anybody, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. that, and, that, uh, that, that was my answer. Now yeah. on the other side of that, um, you know, uh, no, I've already answered him on this one. No, um, most of them aren't actually. Um, no. But, uh, but the, 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 key here is that you, is that we, we see what is, What's going on? And then he he makes the video about it and says there is this wedding feast seven days, you know, equates to, se- you know, seven years um, and that, uh, you know, this feast would be set up and it basically is the king setting up a wedding feast for, you know, all of his followers, basically. Right. And so you could see a parallel there. I mean, that, that, that's, mm-hmm. that, there's an obvious parallel with sure. that. Um, so that, that, that part of it makes sense. I, I, I always look back to like um, the pattern of Thomas and people call him Doubting Thomas, right? So mm-hmm. Thomas wasn't there when Jesus came into the midst um, of them. Uh, yeah. and, and they were, uh, you know, he basically came right through the wall. I mean, because they were shut in and but they all saw him. And then Thomas came later and Thomas didn't believe, uh, you know, the 10 (laughs) uh, and possibly even more that were there. But certainly the 10 were there. Uh, And they and they said, no, no, we we saw Jesus. He was here with us. Right. And then Thomas said, you know, I'm I'm not going to believe until I see him, until I touch him you know, until I actually put my finger into the holes. So, so what happened? Did, did Jesus come right away and take care of Thomas? No. He actually waited a week,
1: mm-hmm. seven
2: days. And yeah, I, I equate that. that to those. And, and that's when Jesus said, you know, blessed are those who, who, who believe and have not seen, right. Mm-hmm. They're more blessed. Yeah. So the question, so, so I equate that and look at that and go, wow. Who are more blessed? The ones who have believed and and not seen that get taken mm-hmm. in the rapture, or the ones who have to see it to believe it, and then are hang have to hang around for seven days before they actually get glorified, right? Amen. Because the tribulation saints don't get glorified until Revelation 20, I think 20, verse 4. And that's when they get glorified and they come, you know. Yeah, that's part of the first resurrection, which is great. And that's exactly what you want to be in. But Jesus was the first fruits Mm -hmm. of that first resurrection. And then those who are raptured and and the dead in Christ who rise first are also in that first resurrection. That is a blessed resurrection because you don't have to wait seven days, you see. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the way I equate it as well. So that seven day period or seven years, right? Um, is is, he, is both in Thomas and in, in that story of Esther as well.
1: Yeah. Right. Here's a question from Bell. Bell says, how soon will the seals be open or will they start at the midway three and a half years? No, they won't start three and a half years. They start at the beginning of the tribulation. Yes. Uh, the fourth seal, for example, Death and Hades release right? the or the fourth horseman, mm-hmm. pale horse, and then the fourth seal, fourth of the earth is killed off. By hunger and famine and mm. everything else. So, a fourth yeah. of the earth right now was like what? We've got like almost 8 billion right now. So, that would be like 2 billion people that would well, die.
2: You've got to take out the ones who are raptured. And, and I believe we all believe that, that children um, under mm. the age of accountability are going to be mm-hmm. raptured. So, you're talking like, you know, a billion and a half to 2 billion children in the world right now. So, mm-hmm. You got to subtract that from your $8 billion to get to those numbers. But it's still a lot of people, Bob. I mean, right.
1: A lot of people have to die by this quickly. Well, what, I mean, speaking this.
2: of the first seal, I mean, the first seal is the Antichrist being revealed, and we're going to be there to see that seal being opened. So we mm-hmm. all believe that the rapture takes place prior to the first seal even being opened. So certainly right. we don't believe that the mid, midway point is when the first seal is open.
1: Right, and the answer to that, what Kevin's talking about is in Revelation 5-9, yeah. where there's a great multitude standing before a throne, saying that you've redeemed us from the earth, from every kindred, tongue, and nation. It's a big scroll-opening ceremony, and they sung a new song are worthy to take the book and to open the seals. All right, so right now, this whole glorified group of people is not standing before the throne yet. The book of Hebrews talks about is the church of the firstborn. Okay, standing before a numeral mount of angels and the uh, heavenly mount Zion and heavenly Jerusalem. Okay, mm-hmm. that's up in heaven. Mm-hmm. And here it says right here, thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. Okay, so is it for thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood mm-hmm. out of every kindred, tongue, and nation, and people and nation. <clears throat> okay, mm-hmm. so that's us up there before he opens any seals. At all. I mean, you can watch this like I said, it's the pieces are getting put in place. The chessboard. The chessboard's getting set up. It's like a play. The play is getting like if you go to a play, what's happening? you see them setting up the backgrounds in the dark? The background's getting set up. Okay. And basically what's gonna happen is uh the tribulation and the whole the whole show, it begins the first the first scene that we see is a big World War Three nuclear war in the rapture. That's the very first scene of the play, yeah. the seven-year tribulation play, the very first opening scene, okay? <laughs> and that's what they're getting set up to do, okay? So we're not in the SEALs yet. No, okay.
2: It's going to be a very amazing time to be up in God's throne room during that Amen. whole thing. Because yeah. I mean, we, we, we already know what's going to happen in, in some respects, right? but like when the seven thunders roar right and 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 i mean will we actually be able to hear what they say at that point i i think so i do think so so i i we have a lot of things that are going to be revealed during that period of time um and i'm wondering if it's going to be like set appointments you know where it's going to be like okay hey four seals gonna get open here you know Come to the throne room, you know, like, you know, like heaven-wide uh, broadcast. I don't know; it, it, we don't really know exactly how that is, but what we do know is that we are going to be witness to all that, and it's it, it's it's quite amazing to think how
3: soon that possibly could be. Amen. And if you're not saved, make sure that you uh, you look at the Gospel, First Corinthians fifteen one to four. If the question is, because you don't want to see those seals. Mm -hmm. Who are the seven thunders that just came in? We don't know.
2: See, that's the thing is that there's a lot of things that we don't know exactly what they Mm -hmm. are. But that, I mean, but isn't that part of the journey? Isn't that like, I mean, you've heard that saying before, right? It's like. The, the, what what is the saying? I don't even remember the saying, but it has something to do with like the journey is better than the final destination or something like that. I don't necessarily think that's true here because the final destination is awesome, but there is a journey and there are mysteries that haven't been revealed and that will be revealed though in time. And think of though of, of those people though, who are not saved, who will never know those mysteries and Mm -hmm. It's sad because we are going to be blessed to be able to witness those things and have, you know, all of these questions that we just don't know, they will be revealed. That's the thing is that as a believer, you are assured that everything is going to be revealed to you.
1: Right. next question you want to do is one, Kevin, it says, please help me. What is your take on the parable of the vineyards, end times teaching?
2: Uh, is that a channel? Parable,
1: parable of the vineyards, of end of the times vineyards teaching. End
2: time? I don't. I'm not familiar with that channel.
1: Oh, you know, I think I misread the question. I thought they wanted to know what the parable of the vineyard meant. Oh, well, I never, meant. never mind. Never par-
2: mind. Yeah. Well, if it is about the parable of the vineyard, there's. Um, it, it, that's a really good parable, right? It's like all the ones who are supposed to come in have rejected, right? That, that, yeah. That's a lot of, um, you know, you can parallel that to, to Israel and the Jews, um, where the majority of the Jews have, you know, rejected Christ. But then you've got to go out even further to, to grab the ones from, you know, every nation basically is what it's talking about. It's talking about even the farthest remote nation that you go out, to the to the farthest reaches of the field, and and you bring them into the kingdom, and that's exactly what's going what what has happened already, and what is going to continue to happen during the tribulation.
1: Right, exactly. And and the, and the big mm-hmm. harvest is is
2: really going to happen during the tribulation, because a lot of people ask me, they're like, "Do tribul are, are is there such a thing as tribulation?" Saint, you know, is can you be saved during the tribulation? And the answer is, it, it's going to be so many people that are going to be saved that you won't even be able to count them. I mean, it, it could mm-hmm. be in the in the hundreds of millions. It could even be over a billion, Bob. You think so? Well, I don't think so. No. That's what the Bible says.
3: Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Not what uh, I think.
2: It's what the Bible okay. says. Yeah. I rarely say something what I think here. I, I usually just well, It's use- going to be I-
1: a lot. Of, I mean, if you've ever seen a crowd of 250,000 people, I mean, just something like that spread out like, on, like on a flat plane, I mean, just looking at that, you're like, okay. I mean, but uh, I think that uh, during the tribulation, when you have that angel preaching about the mist of heavens, Revelation chapter 14, saying, don't take that mark, it'll be a clear line in the sand, not the cross. You know, because it basically just comes down to that. It's like one. It's like back in like Adam and Eve, don't eat from this tree, okay? Well, don't take this mark.
2: Well, consider okay. this, Bob. Like, <laughs> Let's just say 33 percent of the people left after the rapture believed believed that it was the rapture. Just a third. Let's just say mm-hmm. two-thirds say believe the fake stories and the fake news and this and that, and they believe you know whatever they're told by you know secular people who don't have any faith whatsoever. Let's just say one third of six billion. That's two billion people, Bob. I mean, if only one third, like, look at it and go, wait a minute. I've heard about that. My friend was a Christian. He's no longer, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. that I knew that was a Christian, uh, you know, that professed Christ and, and was out there and stuff. They're gone. This is not a coincidence. What if just one third did that, Bob? And then and then you've got two billion that are really ripe. To, to take that next step and accept Christ as their Savior.
1: Exactly. That could be a lot of people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> that would look like a lot of people, too. Even I gotta, if it's a
2: quarter, it's a billion and a half. Yeah. I mean, That'd we're talking a about a lot of people that Have are Have you ever going seen a billion through. people
1: before? I've never yeah. seen a billion people in any location ever. No. As, no. It, 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 you, you couldn't even fathom be what crazy. that would look like. I
2: yeah. mean, we've you, seen like a million people on on the streets marching in Washington DC and that is like the whole looks like the whole city is just just packed with people on the street but think about a 1000 times that that's a billion that's th- that is just a number that is so great and and the bible john the bible talks about a latter rain it yeah, talks a about a former yeah. rain well, a yeah, latter right. so <laughs> yeah. there there and then, then the bible also talks about a multitude of people that, um, you know, that can't be numbered. You're you're talking about just the number of people under the altar that have been beheaded. I mean, we're, we're, you're talking about a huge number that's, that's going to be saved. So when somebody ever asked you, Hey, can, can, you know, are people going to be saved? The the answer is absolutely. And it's more than you can even imagine.
0: Amen. And respect to numbers and visual uh, cue on, how to actually process this? Think of a a Super Bowl stadium, guys, and how many just looks like it's just so many, so many people. But when I did a quick search on it, the a typical stadium only holds sixty five to seventy thousand people. Right. So I mean, look how many it looks like in the stands. Imagine a billion. I, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 crazy. I've that's been in a stadium is.
2: with a hundred thousand people. Yeah, and yeah. and it is. I mean. It is a, it is a, quite a sight. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been to big stadiums before too, but I mean, I was actually in a stadium where there was a hundred thousand people well, yep. in at the time. And I was just looking wow. around going, that this is nuts. like, this is a big city of people, you know? Yeah.
0: All in but one think place. Think about at how
2: big the wow. new Jerusalem is going to be. That's I mean, it's sad, talking it, about 1500 square miles. I mean, uh, and also high as well. Yeah, we're talking about so cool. just an enormous amount of square footage.
1: Imagine mm, the world. Lovely. Imagine the planet, the new Earth that's going to be created. That's going <sighs> take that. Take a city yeah. that big. The but, the planet is going to be at the size of Jupiter in order to have a city yeah, like that. It must yeah. be it's
2: very possible, Bob. You're right because when they because what they do now is they put the the image of the the New Jerusalem and they sit it on top of the United States, right? and they're like this is not big but bob you're talking about a planet that's possibly a hundred times bigger that new Jerusalem's going to be very tiny on top of that kind of
1: planet yeah that makes sense to me though because that the earth's just going to go wobble like this it's, it's just not going <laughs> to work right if it's that big yeah you're i think the big question it.
2: and this is yet another mystery is is it a cube or is it a pyramid because right. it's it says it's 500 it's 1500 uh, feet or miles. Uh, wide and long and high. So that could be a cube or a pyramid. So, uh, you know, the, the question is, ah, which one is
0: it? Wow, it's Kevin. That, yep. that's, a, that's a mental yep. bender for the night. Well, I mean, listen. You're going to keep if, a lot of people up late with that well, one. Well, <laughs> look no, but I'll, Kevin
2: I'll,
3: is right. Be a I will say
2: that the cube has a lot more uh, uh, square mile, or yeah. uh, actually it's cubic mile.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so the this, this, the cube has a lot more uh, cubic miles in it. So it depends. If you want a bigger New Jerusalem, then you go with the cube. If you want a smaller one, you go with the, uh, you go with yeah. the pyramid.
0: But that is interesting, though. I never, I've never thought about that. That is very interesting. I'm it definitely a, excited yeah. you brought that up tonight. Yeah, that's cool.
1: It could be a pyramid because if Satan keeps on building pyramids down here, evidently <laughs> that's he what I was thinking. Up of. There that mattered to him. You know that he became so infatuated with that he's like, I want to be the, the control. I want yeah. to be the mayor of that city. He, he, <laughs> he, that city must have been so important to him. Where then he just you know just lost himself down here in the earth to just start building all these makeshift, you know, new Jerusalem's everywhere. And these yeah, new I Jerusalem's mean. actually have a purpose to them when the way they operate. Yeah, which yeah. would make sense if Jesus sat in the middle of it, being the power source. Because exactly. the gold will sit right in the bottom, right in the middle of it. There's you a know. case to
2: be made for, for, for a pyramid, um, but there's also a case to be made for a cube because you know what's in Mecca, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. So, so I mean, you know, cube. Bob,
2: they they worship that thing really. So yeah, there is cube. You know, worship. Like, uh, is yeah. it is it a pyramid or is it a cube? I mean of course you got the borg, but I don't know if that <laughs> <Yeah, is. laughs>
3: Borg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but hey,
0: don't they have spheres and triangles too? They the do part? have spheres, yeah.
1: Yeah, what yeah. sure they do. You I, guys expect-
0: the I was a Star Trek it's- fan back but, in the day, but, but
2: I can tell you this though: I mean, if you're looking for space, you go with the cube.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a lot more volume there. Yeah, there's an interesting volume. question from Delilah. It says, "When we stand before God, but accountable for our words, yet saved, what does that mean?" Well, I believe what the Bible talks about Apostle Paul talks about you could build with wood, hay, and stubble; mm-hmm. you could build gold, gold, precious stones. If you're going to build the body of Christ. So you're not going to sit here and and when it says your words, you're not going to sit there. He's a, you know, you said a bad word here. You said a bad word. That's sin. Okay. Mm. But I think what's going to happen here, for example, anybody that, for example, speaks out against our ministry, the work that we do here. Okay. And if they say lies about us, for example. Okay. What's going to happen is they will be judged according to the words they spoke about whoever in the body of Christ, especially if they said lie or they twisted the truth or something like that, or if they're ill-informed, doesn't matter what they did. They caused damage. So what they're going to do, God said, well, you said this about this ministry over here. So we're going to take from your rewards and give it to them. Yeah. Okay. And the Bible talks all about that. Where What little you have will be taken from you. Yeah. Okay. So you are accountable for your words because in building Mm -hmm. the body of Christ, if you're saying words as damaging to the body of Christ, OK, if you're going after people, that's why I'll, you won't see me go out and do a video on another channel and try to bring down another channel. I'll never do that because no. I'm not dumb enough to do it no. because I'm not going to lose my rewards to that other. I'm not going to lose my crown. Right, Kevin? Yeah. You, you, you're yeah, no, you, don't, you
2: don't want to do that. Your work, your works, um, your works that are not. Uh, favorable and in the God in God's will are going to be burned up. Okay. So yeah. that's, I mean, they're, that's part of the, the wood, hay and stubble. And it, and it says, Hey, in every house there's vessels uh, to honor and vessels for dishonor as well. Yeah. So uh the, the key is though, is like not confusing those works with actually those works attaining you salvation. That is, that, that's, that's where heresy comes into play. And you don't want to go down that road um, there's way too many religions these days that 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 preach that good works is, is, are going to give you some type of, you know, better afterlife and that and yeah, I mean, sure, there are works that will give you rewards. That's true, but you don't get there uh, in that good afterlife unless you actually believe in Jesus Christ, because there's no no sure. opportunity for you to gain any rewards or anything if you're not saved.
3: Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: You know, it also kind of comes to mind, brother Bob, with uh, what you're saying, that kind of character assassination and defamation um, is like Job and his friends. You know, that'd be kind of interesting if we get to heaven and God's like, all right, now you guys got to go talk to him after all the crazy stuff you just said about him. and um, and see what he has to say about it now you know it just came to mind kind of
2: something there might be a lot of that going on I mean if you consider that like what Greg and I always talk about the until the perfect has come right yeah yeah I I would think that the perfect in order for it to be realized there's going to be a lot of stuff going on uh, uh, in order to get to the perfect (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of resolutions going on. I mean. Yeah, a lot of resolutions. I think that's going to happen.
1: You're going to get up there, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of burying the hatchet <laughs> going on up there, man.
2: There's not going to be a lot of envious and strife, is there? I mean, it's. No. I, I think at that point, there's not going to be any more of, well, you did this or I did. that, You know, I mean, it's like yeah. oh, let's just let's put that
1: to what? bed. You know. So, plus, plus two. You're you're judged by your words, every word that you say. For example, if you're not rightly dividing the word, and all that work you're doing, you're told you to now you're saved, but you got to do this work on here and here to keep mm. your salvation. And let's say you've been teaching that for a long time, but then you watch one of Robert Breaker's videos. Okay, mm. and he ends up dunking on you with with the gospel, <laughs> all right? And you're like, I'm saved by grace to me, it's a gift. And then you change your position and start preaching about the faith being a gift, all that work you did, God's going to say, I'm going to judge you on that work because you hurt the body of Christ teaching, Hey, you, you do, you get saved, but you got to do this work to stay saved. Not one. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you didn't believe in the one saved always saved. So since you preached against it, you're not going to see any rewards from any of that stuff. Okay. That's all burned up. Well, it's going to be,
2: yeah. And any rewards that the person had is, are going to be given to people like Bob Barber. So but, but, Bob, I, I, want, I want you to clarify something because somebody in chat said, Bob, you've got it all wrong. It's not your words that are going to get burned up. It's your works that are going to get burned up. But I, words I think are works. What, what you mean is that, like, when you're doing works, you, you're using words a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So Hand
1: in yeah, hand. Good, you good know, works when we do- and
2: bad works. You use words a lot in order hey, to do those works.
1: When was we, when we, the last time you shared the gospel holding up a sign? Keeping your mouth shut, okay? Words <laughs> are words. words. Well, uh, yeah. Well, think about it. Uh, words
0: are think works. Think of it this way. Jesus said, out yeah. of abundance of the heart, right? Or abundance yeah. of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? right. And Jesus also equated yeah. that even our thoughts, which are also abundance of the heart, is, is yeah. actions, right? So if, if adultery is just looking with lust, and then that adultery becomes... In your heart, and then out of abundance, and then it becomes a, a bad work, right? You can see how they're all interconnected with each other the works, the thoughts, the words.
2: I mean, l- listen, if you're if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved, right? So, we all believe that now. What, what do you have to do to keep that salvation? Uh, keep believing, uh, you know, be faithful uh, to that belief. I mean, are you going to change? Are you going to change your mind if you actually truly believe and you've repented from not believing? No, Mm -mm. you're not no matter what possible. Are are you going to are you going to sin? Could you fall into to bad sin? Sure. Absolutely. You could. And can you get out of it? Absolutely. You can. You see? So that's why some people always say it's like, Well, if you're once saved, always saved, then how can your name be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life? And I said, well, you're equating the Lamb's Book of Life to salvation. But that's not. You can get your name blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life, and you can also get it written back in. But that is for kingdom inheritance. That is not a salvation issue. No, if you are saved, you can't be blotted out of that salvation. What you can do, though, is you could do the Father's will. And you can start gaining rewards, and make make it into the kingdom itself. And that's what God's will is for us—not just to believe, but
1: to do His will. Amen. That's a a question right here. He said here, Kevin. (laughs) Some video saying in order to go in the rapture, you need not only to be saved by believing Jesus, but also follow Him. Any thoughts? Well, Hmm. once you believe in Him and His works, He did to save you. you You're following Him. You've repented. You say you change your mm-hmm. mind, like uh Michael was saying earlier. So like, I'm no longer the Lord of my life, I'm making Jesus Lord of my life. Okay. Amen. I repented, I, I believe now that Jesus' works will save. I believe who Jesus is, I believe in what he did, I believe he's the son of God, and he's yeah. gonna save me through his shed blood atonement. Okay, do you
2: think that that's the reason why there's so many verses and so many parables and stories and things like that about uh, and shepherd? You know, it's like yeah. the the sheep follow their mm-hmm. shepherd, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jesus says that I am the good shepherd, right? So if you're believing in Jesus and you're believing in the shepherd, then you have no other choice but to follow him. That's what sheep do; they yeah, follow their together. shepherd. They, they have you ever seen a sheep that didn't follow a shepherd? The <laughs> only time the sheep doesn't follow the shepherd is when it's getting snatched away by a wolf.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you don't follow him and all the works that you do, you know, the Bible says that your works could be all burned up. Mm-hmm. You can be the worst Christian on the planet. Worst you worst still, on the be, saved you're still be saved
2: as by fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so you amazing. You be lazy. You can. I don't recommend it. <laughs> you know why? Yeah,
2: Because you're going to be shut out of the kingdom and that's not a good place to be. Could you imagine being shut out of the kingdom for eternity? I mean, Hey, I got to go. We're having a, party in the kingdom. Sorry the kingdom. No, that doesn't sound good. No. That doesn't sound good. So you don't want to be there. Of course, that's way better than the lake of fire. <laughs> Believe yeah. me, that is way better than the lake of fire, but there, but God has bigger plans for you. And I'm talking to anybody out there at this
1: point. Amen. Just say, God use me. He will use you. Yeah, He has a whole book written about you in heaven. He Amen. will use you. Okay. That's yeah,
0: an awesome prayer right there. And be prepared to be yeah. used
1: when you say that because be prepared definitely...
0: to be
2: persecuted when you're being yes. used
0: yeah oh yeah it's why do you think all the the prophets were like oh man are you sure it's me god that you want yeah. so let's just face it. it it comes with the territory you know it's happened in the past it happens today but guys i think we are about at the, our time limit for today but wow what a fast two hours but it's been amazing thank you every single one of you guys for coming out tonight because your time is absolutely precious especially who you you know how you're spending it especially at this time because we're so close to the rapture Mm -hmm. resurrection i am so excited each and every single day i've even been having some amazing dreams and experiences myself and i just i just know i just know something amazing is just right on the horizon for us and um, i think that's why we're seeing so much escalation in the world again how fast that will happen i don't know but god knows and that's good enough for me because every day that we still have is another day that we can get out there and plant more seeds we can do some more watering and bring more brothers and sisters into the kingdom with us but um thanks again so much does anyone else have anything to say before we leave tonight
1: yeah you know the people a lot of people are here talking about is the psalm 83 war going to happen is it going to happen Look, it looks like it's lining up, okay? We don't know for sure, okay? And we don't know how much further, the rapture, further out the rapture will be. You know, we don't know. The rapture is a finite moment. We just don't know where it's at. But what we can look for is this big, hunky-chunky seven-year tribulation, mm-hmm. okay? So that's what we watch for. So just be on the lookout. Trust me, there's enough going on. That's pointing towards it. Joe, you have your, if you're going to watch for the tribulation, everybody, if you're going to really watch for it, there is plenty of stuff happening right now to keep you occupied till next Tuesday if we're still here. That's for sure. Amen. 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 That's Amen. the truth.
3: It's not a boring time to be alive.
1: No, no it's not.
2: not.
3: And if it's you fair. heard all, all this tonight and you don't know if you're safe or not, please... Make sure you're saved by the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. And if you need any explanation or anything like this, you can always go to uh, everybody's website there and ask questions. But the time is here now. It's no longer nigh, it's here. The time is here. Whatever comes out from Israel World War Three, but like Bob said, they're not gonna put that back in the bag. It's too late mm-hmm. now. It's gonna go forward. So make sure you're safe if you want to be part of the rapture. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And look look forward to the, our blessed hope, but also keep an eye out for that project blue beam, guys, because I think that's getting pretty mm-hmm. close as well. So yeah. Don't, don't yeah. be took on away and deceived with that craziness. We know when that if they, you see aliens, they're fallen angels, they're <laughs> demons, yeah, they're, or holograms, yeah. or pictures yeah, of holograms okay. of fallen angels. One of those. But, to uh, a serve man is a,
2: is a cookbook. <laughs> yeah. like, but, uh, well, that's a, a interesting
0: man. way to end it.
2: <laughs> 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 they're, they're, they're not our friends. So
0: Amen. That <laughs> no. hey, that's the truth. All right, guys. God bless y'all. God
1: bless everybody.